0: Hello, beautiful church. Welcome. We're gonna have fun tonight. I'm excited about this word. I wanna take a moment just to introduce myself because I've never done that up here. My name is Antoinette. I'm married to my best friend in all the world, Tucker Weatherly. (laughs) We are celebrating seven years of marriage this year. We have a three-year-old daughter named Adani and we're expecting a little girl named Benny this June, we're so excited. It's, it's wonderful. I'm proud of our little family. Um, I'm proud of my husband and so thankful for him. Um, Tuck and I met in youth group here at church. Tuck's attended Victory his whole life, and I started attending when I was 12 years old. And that season, when I came to Victory Life Church, we moved from Dallas um, to Victory, was a significant shift in my life. It was the first time that I experienced being a part of the kingdom, being a part of the family of God, and being discipled. And I'm just so thankful for that season. Before Victory Life, I'd had a somewhat turbulent childhood, but I had a prophetic, word-loving mama, and I came to know Jesus at an early age, at five, And at 11, I was just radically filled with the Holy Spirit. And it changed the way I interacted with the Word of God. The Word came alive to me for the first time. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And then at 12 years old, I knew that I was called to communicate the heart of God. I was called to preach the gospel. And so I have desired that. I've lived in pursuit of that. There have been a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes along the way but I'm so thankful that I came to a church that was willing to disciple me and to walk with me through the mistakes, to encourage me and to see and call out the woman that was on the inside of me. And one thing I'm very thankful for is my youth pastor. Jacob Sheriff was my youth pastor from 12 to about 20. And what I love about Jacob is he never held back Even if it was over our heads, he expected us to rise to the occasion. And I so appreciate leaders and people in my life who have never held back. And tonight we're going to be talking about what it is that you carry. And I want you to walk away from tonight encouraged to not hold back the things that God has placed on the inside of you, because you never know the impact that those things are going to have on the lives that are watching you. We have influence. Amen. I, um, I want to pick up where Pastor Mark introduced. He introduced this series last week, and he talked about jumping making the dive, being all in. And one of the things that he said is to do something lest you do nothing. He was talking about just, we gotta get in there. We gotta get off our bottoms and get active and get moving and and responding to the call of God. And tonight I want to continue with that, that we're going forward, we are jumping, we are diving in, but we are not going empty-handed. The Lord has fully equipped us. He's fully equipped us. Everything that you need, he has given you, he has filled you with his very life, with his very spirit. We are lacking nothing. That's powerful. A people that believe that are a force to be reckoned with, that we are lacking nothing, no thing in Christ. Everything that you need to fulfill the call to go into all the world and to make disciples, he's equipped you with that. He's given that to you. Christ Jesus' very Spirit is on the inside of you. And a lot of times I think we have a kind of shortage mentality that we have to pray for peace or we have to pray for the gifts of prophecy or for the gift of evangelism or we have to pray for joy in a situation or for long-suffering or patience in a situation. But through Christ's Spirit that's already been deposited in us Everything that you need has been deposited in you. So the, the journey of discipleship then becomes not trying to gain something from the Lord, but learning to access on a daily basis what has already been made available to you through Christ Jesus. Already available. Amen? That is shouting news. Everything I need, I already have in Christ I'm simply learning now through the washing of the water of the word and through community, I am learning to access what he's already given. So that's what we're gonna be talking tonight, what it is that you carry in Christ. And I want to go to this scripture. I love this piece of scripture. I've been coming back to these verses for the past two years. I really do believe that this little chunk of Scripture, that there is a rhema word for this generation, a prophetic word for this generation in this Scripture. And I want to use this Scripture to begin to frame the way that we're thinking about our gifts specifically, our supernatural gifts and our natural gifts, and the way that we relate with the Holy Spirit in those gifts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this passage, and then we're going to begin to break it down and take bit by bit. So let's start with Exodus 31. It's verse 1 through 6. Now in my Bible, it's the New King James Version. It titles this passage, Artisans for Building the Tabernacle. So, just to give you some context, what's happening here is Moses is receiving instruction for who is going to be building the tabernacle and everything that's going to go on the inside of it. So, that's what's happening. The Lord's giving him direction about the man and the group of artisans that he's called to build the first dwelling place of God. So, verse one, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name. Everybody say called by name. Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him, say filled him, with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner. Say all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for setting and carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Mr. A, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make, everybody say make, all that I have commanded you. So, one thing I want us to understand about this piece of scripture before we go any further is this is the first man in scripture that is said to have been filled with the Holy Spirit. This is highly significant and it's highly irregular. This man has been filled with the very Spirit of God and he is the first. Anytime we see in scripture the first time, it sets a precedence for every other time. And so, We know that the Holy Spirit's not been poured out on all flesh yet. That can't happen until the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we see that in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. But there were individuals in the Old Testament who were filled with the Holy Spirit for special assignments. So when I see this man, the first man, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it begs the question, why? Why was his assignment so significant that he would be given something so precious to fulfill this thing? What's going on? What's happening here? So I want us to have that thought in the back of our minds as we begin to break this scripture down, okay? The first man filled with the Holy Spirit to fulfill an assignment. So the number one thing I wanna glean from this passage, I'm gonna pause. I've been talking a lot. The number one thing that I wanna glean from this passage is number one for a reason. This is what I want you to walk away with tonight after I've shared this. If you wanna leave, y'all feel free to go. I'm just kidding. Stick around, because it gets good. Just stay with me. But number one, it says that he was called by name. You are called by name. You have been chosen And what that means is you have the favor of the most high God on you. That is the most precious gift any of us could be given. It is the highest call. It is the greatest asset in the cosmos. The favor of God resting on your life, the fact that you have been seen, called by name and chosen of God is the most beautiful thing about our existence that we're seen and we haven't just been seen once. He looks on us. His gaze is upon you constantly, because he's chosen you. He has favored you with his face. If he gave you no other gift, that gift in and of itself would be sufficient to fulfill everything that you are called to do. If you couldn't do another thing, if you couldn't sing, if you weren't an evangelist, if you couldn't cook a mean tortilla soup or host a good party, you would still be fully equipped to fulfill everything that you're called to do because that's how good his favor is. When we begin to live from a place of favor, where everything I do is from the fact that I am seen by God, I don't need to be seen by men. I don't need their favor. I don't need their approval. That's nice, but I don't live from that place. I live from the face, from the favor of God. The favor of God is the most attractive thing in the universe. You don't have to try for influence when you walk in favor. You don't have to fight to get your gifts seen when you walk in favor. And all it is is an acknowledging that my God sees me. I live in front of His face. So the greatest thing you carry is the favor of God. And notice that the first thing in the scripture that he says is that he was called by name. Bezalel was called by name. Favor precedes the infilling of the spirit. It precedes the gifts. It precedes even the assignment. And it precedes influence. All of these things come out of favor. The gifts, everything that we desire, to be and to do in our lives. They are the fruit of the favor of God, of living in his face. And something I want you to know is you don't have to earn it, you just have to learn it. We're talking about discipleship. We don't have to earn the favor of God, we just learn it. And the way that we do that is in front of him in communion with him, learning of his word and being in community with each other, we learn how to steward the favor of God and we learn how multifaceted it is. He's got favor to cover every area of your life. He's got favor over your finances. He's got favor over your relationships. He wants to release favor over your job and over every encounter you have on the grocery store or in traffic, he wants to just infiltrate those spaces with his favor. That is what we are carrying and bringing into the world. That is the influence that we have. It's the favor of God. I don't want to bring all people unto me. I don't want to show people how awesome I am because I can't sustain that. My gifts aren't going to sustain people. They might entertain them for a little bit, but they're not going to sustain them. I want to bring people to the favor of his face and that's where we're sustained. That's where we are kept and held and that's where life perpetuates. I'm going on and on about this because I want this to stick. Favor. You already have the favor of the most high God. What else do we need? We could stop right there. <laughs> and go home happy we've got the favor of the most high God. Amen. Amen. amen amen. number two number two thing that we see in this passage. it says that he was filled with the Spirit of God in all manner of workmanship. You have been filled with the spirit of God and all manner of workmanship. I want to spend some time here because what I see happening in the body of Christ is we have this, this concept that we compartmentalize. I want, I want you to see this. I just want to throw this up. We don't have to read all this. But these are gifts of the Spirit that are listed in Scripture. There might be some typos. Don't look too close. But these are the gifts of the Spirit. There's so many. You could easily build a column and list your own personal, natural gifts. If you have a natural, if you're a gifted fisherman, if you are gifted in crocheting, if you're gifted at hosting a party, or if you are just an excellent strategist and you're very successful at work, or if you have insight on how to parent really well, or insight on how to be a good husband, those are gifts. These things are gifts that the Lord wants to use. And what happens oftentimes in the body of Christ, because of the, the scripture that says, you know, um, that we're many members of one body and like the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We end up compartmentalizing these things and we stick people in these categories. Well, like, well, they're a prophet, but, but I don't know about the gift of helps or they've got the gift of teaching, but not necessarily the gift of miracles and we begin to, to not only shut one another off and, and compartmentalize one another, but we begin to um, create these boundaries for ourselves, these self-imposed limitations. And I just heard a friend this week say, well, that's not my gift. How often have I said, well, well that's not my gift. I'll let so-and-so do that. And I believe that's a misapplication, a misinterpretation of the whole idea of staying in your lane this is your lane, all of this is your lane (laughs) because it's what Holy Spirit's made available to you. Now we are gonna naturally, I naturally thrive in some of these things and I'm naturally very weak in some of these things. I have a bent that the Lord created me for. I'm bent toward some of these and others of these I may always be weak in. Let me give you an example. Like I could prophetically sing over a congregation like this, I could do that all day. But if I were gonna go walk up to somebody and give them a word of knowledge, I would, that would freak me out, <laughs> it would scare me. But when I was on a mission trip and even serving on the prophetic team, I was operating. I began to operate in giving words of knowledge and giving words of wisdom because I was seeking the Lord to grow in that area. And I was in a community that sharpened me in that area. It wasn't that it wasn't available to me. I hadn't learned it. Remember, you don't have to earn it. You just need to learn it. And that's true of all these things. One experience I had being on mission trip in Uganda at Karis, I was stripped of every... that I could do in the natural. I had, I was struggling with respiratory issues. I couldn't sing. I couldn't write for people. I couldn't, um, I couldn't even have the time to prepare messages thoroughly like I'd like to do. Everything you did, you did off the cusp and you're evangelizing. I don't do that in my everyday life, but the Lord provided, he showed up From person to person, whatever the need was, he showed up. He manifested himself. And it's not that I'm super gifted at evangelism, but I walked in that. And whatever you need, whatever the need is, you can tap into these gifts at any time. Because this is the Spirit of God. It's the same Spirit that lives on the inside of you. You have the fullness. We've been filled with the fullness of Christ. And again, I'm not saying that you aren't gonna be specially gifted in some areas and weaker in others. But when there's a need, Holy Spirit will show up however He needs to show up to meet that need. Amen. So let's. I just want to invite you to take those parameters off, those self imposed boundaries. Don't say anymore, I don't heal. If you've laid hands on the sick and you haven't seen them instantaneously recover, don't say that's not my gift. Learn of it. You don't have to earn it, but you need to learn it. We learn through scripture, through sitting at the face of Jesus, and through community. We don't have to start marking these things off. This is a table that has been set for you. These are, there's no boundaries here. This is all for you. Amen. Isn't that awesome? It makes it so exciting. <laughs> it's just, life with Him is just an adventure. It's so exciting. And it's so freeing to come out from under that I'm only a prophet, so that's the only way that I can operate. No, tonight I'm a teacher. (laughs) Tonight I'm gonna teach. That's what I'm doing tonight. And we can do that Where, whenever necessary. Isn't that wonderful? To me, that's just so much fun. Like the world just does not compare. All the things that the world has to offer does not compare to how much fun that living life with the Holy Spirit can be. When we just take the parameters off, we walk with the Holy Spirit and we, we listen to His voice and allow Him to guide us in whatever's needed. It's just so much fun. Next, number three, I want us to... To, to look at this for a moment, but let me say again, number one was you're called by name. Bezalel was called by name and that preceded everything else. Number two, he was filled with the spirit of God and all manner of workmanship. Two, number three, Make a dwelling place. Why was he filled with the Holy Spirit? To make a dwelling place, a space for encounter. So this first man that we see that has been filled with the Holy Spirit was for the purpose of creating a dwelling place, a space for encounter. And the purpose of Holy Spirit being poured out in us has not changed. We are called to make spaces for encounter. First, we receive the Holy Spirit and we become a dwelling place. And then with that, we go into the world and we create dwelling places through encounters at Walmart. Y'all, I was at Walmart and I met this man. I was, and I'm at Walmart, y'all, I'm not always nice at Walmart. I was okay. Okay. I just try to keep to myself cause then we don't have to worry about it. I'm just gonna keep to myself. I'm working on that. I wanna be mindful of of the environment. I wanna see people. And I was in the produce section and I'm going over my list. I wasn't seeing people at the time, but I heard this man singing, he was worshiping. And the whole, it got my full attention. The whole atmosphere of Walmart just changed. And I was like, who is singing? He had the most beautiful voice. And I was just searching for this voice, and it was a man loading the produce at Walmart. And he changed that whole atmosphere. And I kept shopping around, getting my stuff, and I just, I'm so attracted to this worship. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And I look back, I'm like, Tucker, look at him. He was praying with this couple that came up to him, just stopped in the middle of all of this, in the middle of his job, and was praying over a couple. And I was just amazed. I had to go talk to him. I went, introduced myself to him, and they started talking to me, and I started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we are invited into. He just turned Sherman Walmart into the throne room of God. Amen. That's what we're called to do. And there's no limitations of where that can go. That can go in your work environment. I don't care how hostile you think it is or how messed up those people are that you work with. That space can become the throne room of the living God. You have the capacity to transform that space. And if you are a stay-at-home mama, I'm talking to y'all for a minute, stay-at-home mamas, you have the capacity to transform the atmosphere of your house into the throne room of God. Wherever you are, whatever you do, it doesn't matter what your natural occupation is. We all have the same assignment to create dwelling places. Matthew 28:19 it says, "Go therefore and make everybody say make, make. disciples." and of all the nations see disciples what are those those are living breathing dwelling places they're tabernacles walking all over the world that's what we are we're living breathing tabernacles dwelling places for the lord and our assignment is still to build tabernacles to still create dwelling places to deposit the presence of God in people's lives in such a way where they walk away from an encounter with me and they're like, what was it about that person? What was it about them that is so attractive? And they walk away with the presence. They've encountered something holy, something beautiful, and it creates and stirs a hunger that stays with them. That's what we get to do. And it doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter if you work at home or if you work in the city, if you have to travel, if you work at night or if you will only talk to people over the phone, you can create an environment for people to encounter the living God, amen? Isn't that so awesome? I think it's so good. So one last time, number one is that you are called by name, you're chosen, you are favored. And that is the highest call in existence. It's going to be our eternal call to live in the favor of his face, amen? Number two, you're filled with the Spirit, and you're filled with the Spirit and all manner of workmanship. Whatever you need to do, Christ has equipped you to do it. And number three, it's for the purpose of making a dwelling place, spaces for encounter. So in closing, I wanted to start with favor, and I wanna end with favor. So what what the Lord brought me to is this scripture. And again, I'm talking about the favor of God, the favor of His face. And is James 1.17. And this I, is for practical application. What does this all look like in our daily, everyday life? James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I used to read that scripture and I did not, I mean, I understood the beginning of it. It says every good and perfect gift is from above we can all agree yes right that's right every good perfect gift comes from God and I could understand the end of that scripture it says we're with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning in other words he is constant he's not variable he doesn't change he's faithful God never changes but I couldn't see the connection of the beginning of that sentence with the end of that sentence What did the gifts of God have to do with the fact that he won't turn? Got that? You'll see what I'm saying? That's a weird leap, don't you think? (laughs) What the Holy Spirit spoke to me is that the gifts of God are in his face. It's because he doesn't turn that the gifts are never retracted because the gifts are right here in his face. They're not going anywhere. He won't ever turn. You don't have to ever worry about him saying, well, you really messed up. I'm taking those gifts back. It's impossible because he will never not be looking at you. You know what I mean? Isn't that so awesome? I see this now over and over in Scripture. In Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, it says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. We know that the word repentance means to turn, They're without repentance, meaning they're not going anywhere because God won't turn. What we experience oftentimes is we have a gift and we start running with that gift and we focus on that gift and we go to conferences to develop those gifts and we meditate on those gifts and we leave His face and a lot of times we plateau. Our gifts just plateau and we wonder, why are we stuck here at this level? And it's because we're not in His face. If we want to develop gifts, if you want to grow in influence, if you want to grow in the knowledge and the wisdom of how to steward your gift, you have to spend time in front of His face. That's how it all operates. It all goes back to that, the favor of His face. Um... I want to just, I just want to take a moment. I want that to sink in for a moment. There's a lot of things that we're called to do. There's a lot of things we desire and that we want. And it's so easy to get caught up in the assignment and forget that the assignment is just the fruit of living in his favor. It's because you are favored that you carry influence. It's because you are favored that you're gifted. Because you're favored that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. If we'll live for and from that favor, anything is possible in your life. You can do absolutely anything. And we don't have to strive and we don't have to labor for years to try to make our mark. Or to do the things that are on our heart to do. Or to build healthy families. If we'll just live in His face. And face to face communion with Him. That will translate into everything. Everything will be touched by that. Remember that you don't have to earn it. You have to learn it. Favor is learned. Not earned. It is freely given. And I just want to speak that over you tonight. I want to speak a blessing in closing.